Hello, I am Apostle Maria Brown, co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach Ministry, and you're listening to Saints of God. Waging war and winning. God bless you, Saints of God. It is always an honor and a privilege to share the Word of God and to touch it and agree in prayer with you in Jesus' name. Listen, you know how we do it each and every week. This is the day that the Lord has made. And saints of God, we will rejoice and be glad in it. We declare and decree that no weapon formed against us will be able to prosper. We declare and decree that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We decree and declare that we are the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare, saints of God, that the best is yet to come for us. I want you to get that in your spirit. Over the last couple of years as I've been on the airways, I've been trying to encourage us to that to get this into our spirit, saints of God, that we want to uh, begin to declare a thing and it shall be established. And I pray by now that you are setting a watch over your tongue on last week and the week before. I was encouraging us to be very mindful as we're barking into 2023 to be very careful of the things that we say. We want to watch and set a watch of our tongues that we won't find ourselves sinning, saying negativity, getting engaged with the things of this world. But we want to be in, we want to be in this world, but not of this world. We don't want to have the worldly character. We don't want to speak ungodly conversations. We don't want to get engaged into all types of propagandas, but we want to be uh, be viewed as pure and holy and also men and women of faith. That's what it looks like, saints of God. When we set a watch of our tongue and we're speaking the word of God, it, we're not governed by our feelings. Our feelings will get us in trouble. You know, we often hear people say, oh, I feel like this. Or, I feel like that. I feel like this should go that way. But we're not governed by our feelings. We're governed by faith for the just shall live by faith. It's about faith. You know, it's through faith that even the men so old in the Bible days, they saw the uh, great, the appointed day of Jesus Christ is by faith. You know, they raised have was able to save her family. It is by faith. And even to this day, it's by faith. So we don't just blurt off the things that we're going through in our situation, our circumstances, and our circle, and our limited worldview and our limited perception of what's going on. By faith, we call those things that are not in as though they were. This is what I want to talk to us about this week. I want to encourage us as we've been talking about being very selective of our tongue and allow uh, our, our, uh, our words to be governed with salt and govern, allow our words to be in alignment with the word of God and come out of agreement with any type of uh, provocations and any type of suggestions of our flesh, our emotions, or even what the enemy will try to propose to us and go into agreement with the word of God. I want us to be very careful in 2023 to protect our name. Our name's means something. This is why I caution people oftentimes on when they're naming, giving their babies names in 
and just don't blurt out no name because it looks cute or it sounds cute. Look up the meaning of that name. Love, you know, because your name is attached to your purpose and your destiny assigned by Yah. And so when we start blurting out all these names that has no substance, they have no validity, they have no background, no source, no bearing to them, we are putting a title and we're placing no destiny onto our children and we got to be very careful with that and if you think I'm making this up I I want us to be reminded that Abram in the Bible initially his name was Abram and God called him Abraham that he would be a father of many nations likewise with Sarah his wife initially her name was Sarah but God turned her name to Sarah because she was the mother of all come on you got to get this in your spirit you know Paul Initially, his name was Saul. And, you know, when he had a road on the Damascus encounter with Jesus Christ, his name, he got changed his name to Paul. And then, you know, Peter initially was Simon. And God named, renamed him to Peter. You got to understand there is significance with your name. The Hebrew boys, their initially names was not Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. These are the names you got. You got to understand that there's significance to each individual's name. Now I want to talk to us uh, quickly, and our my my words of encouragement is coming from Proverbs 22 verses one, and it reads that a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. I want to stop it right there. As a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. This is what I was admonishing you about, beloved. Is that we need to govern our name. Not so much as my name is Maria. Okay, Maria. But I'm talking about our name that's aligned with our character. What have God called you? And what is God calling you? Saints of God, he's calling us to greatness. He's calling us to holiness. He's calling us to purity. He's calling us to faithfulness. He's calling us to loyalty. He's calling us to integrity. He's calling us to good morals and good standards and belief. All these characteristics that ultimately points us back to him. It's just like when Jesus said, when I speak, I don't speak of my own words, but I only speak what the father gives me. And he said, and also when you see me, you see the father. That should be our our assignment. That should be our personal goals, saints of God. Not always to get houses and cars and nothing wrong with having nice things. You work hard, you might as well reach, you know, enjoy the fruit of your labor. But even more important to that is to build up our character, our godly character. I like what this scripture said. He said, your name, that word right there, that name is your signature. It is your signet. It is your ring. It is your stamp of a seal of approval of who you are. He said this, the Bible says a good name is to be chosen. In other words, it is to be admired. We should be desiring a good reputation. And that word, another word meaningful the name is reputation. I should be desiring to be having a better reputation than just just to be liked for the things rather than riches or striving after riches and striving after uh, natural things and tangible things, things that cannot help me 
to become more than who God has called me to be. You know, there's rich people that will never serve God. So money does cannot buy you salvation. Money cannot buy you deliverance. Money cannot buy you spiritual growth. This is something, saints of God, we have to be willing to do on a day-to-day basis by having a healthy and a wholesome prayer life and getting into the presence of God, getting into his word, and checking our spirit daily by through, through consecration and fasting and afflicting our flesh, our emotions, not getting the last word all the time, not being touchy-feely, not always being upset when somebody says something to us, but being willing to allow those things to bounce off of us and to slide off of us because we know who God has called us to be. I like what the Bible says over in the book of Deuteronomy. He said, when we learn to come in chapter 28, when we learn, and I'm paraphrasing it, when we get ourselves in alignment and obey to do the word of God, then he said that we will be the head, be called the head and not the tail above only never believe. believe. See, saints of God, that is the stature of that we operate in and that we live by when we when we obey the word of God, protecting our name, it is a sign. It is a sign of authenticity. How authentic are we? You know, I can put on the most priestly robes and I can stand behind a pulpit and I can say the most eloquent words. But if my lifestyle does not line up with my words, then my name is in jeopardy. The who I am is in jeopardy because it's just a matter of time, saints of God. What's in me going to come? out of me. And if my name has been tainted through my character, poor behavior, poor lifestyle, disbelief, doubt, fear, worry, disobedience, it's ultimately going to come out. Saints of God, in 2023, it's going to be important that we understand that our names mean something. God calls those things that are not as though they were. This is what I like about him. He always called the latter in into the farmer. In other words, just because I may be jacked up right now, but if God has called me to be blessed and highly favored, I need to begin to declare and decree that I'm blessed and highly favored and even more so begin to walk in it. We don't wait to get it. We start walking in it the moment that God gives us revelation of who we are. In other words, uh, when he's talking about over here in the book of Proverbs, a good name is to be chosen, is to be admired. We, We got the scripture reference also in Proverbs 10 and 7, it said the memory of the righteous is blessed. In other words, uh, what are people going to be reminded of you about? When they call your name, what are they going to say about you? How is they going to leave a good taste or a bad taste? Are they going to say is that that woman down there, that preacher that that got caught in the scandal? Is that going to be saying is that that man that was caught in this dilemma? Or are they going to have good things to say about you and say this is a righteous man. I like what the Bible hired identifies Job as a righteous man and, and he was blameless. Likewise, Simon. Simon over in, in, in Matthews, the Bible called him to be blameless. You know, and then you got, and then he also listened to this one. Also, he was a just man. Esther, you know, her name means of strength and dignity and bravery. These are characteristics. When you hear these names, when you hear about these people, their their character speaks out for them. David was a man after God's own heart. Now, when people call again, I'm going to ask you to leave you. 
with this. When people say your name, what kind of reputation, what kind of taste are you leaving behind? What kind of mark or signature are you leaving because of, of your behavior and because of your lifestyle and because of the habits that you're performing? If you are struggling with areas, area, say to God, that does not line up with the word of God, I'm going to admonish you today to begin to renounce those things. Confess your faults to God. He's faithful and just to cleanse us and to forgive us for all our righteousness. Submit to God and resist the enticements of the enemy and he must flee. That is how deliverance takes place. If you know you're in a place, stop being cop out and telling folks, oh, that's just who I am. That's just the way I am. Like me or leave me. Listen, you got more people leaving you than liking you. Something is wrong with that. You got to be people that are relational, especially if you are saying that you are of the household of faith. Stop making up excuses and get to the root cause of why you're acting and behaving and why you can't allow, let go of some of the things that are holding you back from becoming all that God has called you to be. This is the year, saints of God, that we're going to chasten ourselves and we're going to hold ourselves accountable. We're not going to wait for anybody else to do it. We're going to do it ourselves. And it's going to be us, saints of God, that saying, God, I'm in the need of prayer. I'm in the need of healing. I'm in the need of uh, forgiveness. I'm in the need of deliverance. And it's me, God, who wants more of you. I want to, when they see me, I want them to see the Father than me. Ecclesiastes 71 says like this, and I'm going to pray a good name is better than precious ornament. In other words, your reputation saints of God is better than any type of oil that you may try to put on yourself to try to cover up any stunk or any stench. If you want the stench to live, the stink attitude to live, to leave you, that means you're going to have to get some deliverance to take place. That means you're going to have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, being more Christ-like, allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell, operate, and to lead and to guide you into all truth. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Listen, I'm going to pray with you, and then you, I wish you a blessed, blessed week. Father, in the name of Jesus, I I lift up your sons and daughters. I pray supernatural blessings over them. Let us watch over our name. Let us not taint our names through bad behaviors and poor Lord God systems. I pray a blessing over each and one of your sons and daughters that we will begin to walk in the ways that pleases you. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. God bless you, saints of God. Until next week, wage a good war. Maria Brown, co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach Ministry, and you're listening to Waging War and Winning. <clears throat> God bless you, saints of God. Listen, it is always an honor and a privilege to be able to share the good Bible teachings and a touch and agree in prayer with you. You know how we do it every week, saints of God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I decree and declare that no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you, in the name of Jesus, we speak condemnation and judgment on it right now. In Jesus' name, listen, you walk in favor. You walk in victory. You walk with hope. You have great expectation. You walk in healing. You walk in deliverance. You walk with wisdom. You walk with might. 
In Jesus' name, I decree that to be so. Listen, saints of God, I always encourage people and try to teach people to be very careful of the words that we speak on last week. We talked about protecting your name. Your name means something that has significance. I gave you just a few, a handful of people from the Bible's perspective where their names meant something. But if you study the Bible in its deep in its depths every person's name meant something from the especially in the historical books the history books you know the kings and the prophets and you know every person's name meant something or even over in the new testament their name had some significance their name was associated and tied to something to their purpose and their destiny so you got to be very careful saints of god what you associate yourself with what name are you labeling yourself or you're allowing people to label you with in this life and in this future i want us to be very mindful of that don't take things for granted don't take life for granted thinking that oh it's just this or oh it's just that it's just a name name your name means something saints of god and you got to be very careful of that this is why i caution people when they they name their babies these um names just off the wall and they don't have any meaning or no significance that's not to say that their babies are going to grow up uh not worthy or don't have any significance but what it does mean is that we need to be very careful and we need to name our children we need to put labels on ourselves according to what the word of god has said it's like this you know jesus asked the disciples who do people say that i am some say you Elijah, some say they're a prophet, you know, but it was one man, Peter, who had great revelation, Rhema, had Rhema revelation as to who the Christ was. He said, you are the Christ, the Messiah. And he said, man has not shown this to you, but it had been revealed by the Holy Spirit. Names mean something. Say this with me, saints of God. Your name means something. So we want to protect our name. Today we want to talk about protecting your emotions because I do believe that a lot of things that we we um, have to endure, things that we have gone through in life, it all revolves around our emotions. It revolves around, you know, how we uh, respond to certain things. My scripture reading today will be coming from Philippians chapter 4 verses 5 and 6 and 7 and it reads as, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known, made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I want us to zone in real quick, saints of God, on verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, one interpretation i'm gonna read another interpretation and say it's like this don't fret or worry instead of worrying pray about it beloved let your petitions and your praises shape your worries into prayers letting god know your concerns listen before you know it a sense of god's wholeness that word peace right there is god's wholeness and his completeness and we can get that only through christ jesus Everything coming together for good will come and will settle you down. Again, you know, we're living in a time, saints of God, 
we as believers we have been found guilty of this as well as the world we're all in a hysteria we're all up we've been governed by emotions i have never in my whole life seen so many people who confess jesus christ as their personal lord and savior but have so many instabilities and emotional swings and roller coaster mindsets saints of god that should not be so now i do understand that we can always try to place blame on this and blame place blame that but I do believe the word of God you know old school saints used to say the word of God is the truth if that means some of us is lying and I like what the Bible clearly says let God be true and every man a liar in other words listen saints of God we have to trust God even when we can't trace him we're living in a season now where people are operating and responding from their emotions their emotion we can't put govern our emotions the bible says it clearly over in the book of corinthians it says the spirits are subjects unto the prophet now that doesn't mean that you operate and you flow in the as an office of a prophet but what he's saying is the spirit of prophecy which is poured out upon all believers you should have control over any spirit good spirits or bad spirits that are operating or governing or trying to influence you we have lost the art of authority we've lost the art of being taking dominion so doing taking authority over our emotions taking authority over things that are our spirit all of these things and as a result we're ending up seemingly seemingly as if we don't know what we're talking about we can't handle stress we can't handle pressure we can't handle anything does people have to walk on eggshells with us because we're touchy-feely we're emotional we're responding and reacting out of our emotions and then we're what gets me is that say scott and we label it as god told me to do this Nuh-uh. That's a lie from the pits of hell. I want to shut that down right now. God would never tell you to do anything that's contrary to his word. If you cannot support it, whether it is word for word verbatim, whether it's through revelation, whether it's through the illumination of his word, whether that's considered to be the rainbow word that has became flesh, if you cannot support it in the word of God, then the question has to be where then where did it come from you know how people that has reached out to me for counseling mentorship you know just wanted to connect the ministry or just to be a co-laborer in the gospel say hey i want to be your brother i want to be your sister in christ only to be there for a temporary season a month or two and they said that the lord sent them now one thing i know about god he is not psychotic <laughs> he has not schizophrenia phrenic he is not bipolar and he is not confused. The Bible tells us that the spirit of confusion does not come from God. But our God is a God of peace. That's when we go back to Philippians when we talks about in the peace of God that supersedes or surrounds or overtakes all our understanding that will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The key to it, saints of God, it has to be done through Christ Jesus. 
And so what they do is they come into your life. They say, the Lord said to connect with you. I don't know if I'm not giving them what they feel like they need at the time. Or they realize, you know, the spirit of anxiety is operating in them. So, and it's causing them to be in a rat race. And then they, 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 they go stop. And so my question is, did God tell you that initially? Or did God change his mind in those few weeks or days? No, something is wrong with us, saints of God. It's not the Lord, it's us. So as we're in 2023, I think it's really important, you know, we got plenty of preachers, prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles, uh, pastors, you know, deacons, elders, ministers, you know, archbishops, bishops, whatever your title of your realm of your floor of influence may be, preaching and prophesying prosperity. Nothing is wrong with it because I don't believe in living a broke down life myself. But when are we going to get to the point where we deal with the heart of man? When are we going to get to the point where we get to the soul portion of the man that's going to help them live a life that is successful, that's healed, and that they're whole? That we can have what the Bible tells us. That if we let our petitions and praises shape our worries through prayer, and then let God know our concerns, before we know it, a sense of God's wholeness and everything coming to, will be coming together and it will settle us down. When will we get to that point, say to God, where we are trusting God and relying on him with everything opposed to moving out our emotions? Oftentimes I see people claim their titles and they're doing all of this good stuff. The moment adversity hit us, and he will, adversity is a part of life. Whether you're saved or unsaved, that's something, saints of God, we're not going to be able to get around. So when we're teaching people and we're preaching to people and we're educating them on the word of God and on and, and coming from a theological basis, we need to be truthful with these people. Stop telling people that once you get saved, everything is going to go away and everything is going to be peaches and cream. That's farthest from the truth. Life still is going to happen. The difference is now we have the third person we have the holy spirit that's going to walk alongside of us he's not going to always take us and push us away from adversity but he's going to walk through it with us that's where the comfort and the peace can come in saints of god we got so many people that are going to psychologists and psychiatrists and on medication now if you need your medication i'm not saying to come off of it take it because we don't want you to superimpose your danger that may bring a danger on you nor anybody that's around you. But what I'm saying is something is wrong within the body of Christ where we can't think clearly. We don't have a sober mind. And why is that, saints of God? Because we are doing things in our own flesh and out of our own motion, emotions and we're not being governed by the Holy Spirit. As much as we claim to have him, we're not allowing the Spirit of God to operate in us. So my, my, my admonishment for you today, beloved, is that we get into that place where we're not anxious or being very careful or wary about anything. But we understand that we're going to develop a prayer life and we're going to continue to petition and hold on to the horns of the altar until we get our breakthrough and that we're going to begin to declare a thing and it shall be established. We're going to speak God's word over every situation and see a shift and a change. And even if the shift and the change don't come in the timing that I expect for it to, I'm going to praise God until I get my breakthrough. And as I do that, there's a peace, a calmness, a wholeness that's supposed to overtake me and overshadow me. That I 
can go through the storm, says God. And people will look at it and say, what is wrong with her? Wow, I want what she has. When was the last time somebody said they want what you have? They don't want your worries. They don't want your cynicalness. They don't want your doubt. They don't want your attitude. They don't want your, your jealousy and your envy and your insecurity. They want the peace of God. And if they can't see it in you, guess what? They're lost, saints of God. And they're going to try to seek it through other means. So believers, I need us to step up our game. Get ourselves together in this season that we're in. And begin to trust God completely with our lives. So my prayer for you today is that you will embrace the peace of God. Stop operating under your emotion. It's time to grow up, saints of God. We got to get thick skin. We cannot respond. We walk around unforgiving. We can't respond to the, the way the world wants us to respond. We have to respond as Jesus did. So God bless you today. I pray that I said something to encourage you. You know why we do it each and every week. We wage a good war because guess what? You, beloved, is a winner. God bless you, and I'll speak the peace and the grace of God over you. Shalom. Hello, I'm Apostle Maria Brown, co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach, and you're listening to Waging War and Winning. God bless you, saints of God. Listen, you know how we do it every week. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I decree and declare that no weapon formed against you and yours shall be able to prosper. Every negative tongue that has risen up against you, I speak condemnation to it today. I decree and declare today is its judgment day, for this is your inheritance in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that you are ahead, the head only and never beneath. You are blessed and highly favored. I decree and declare that you're blessed coming out and blessed going in. Everything that you touch will prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare healing to be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Promotion to be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Say to God, I want you to start getting that in your spirit. I want you to begin to prophesy life over yourself over you and the people that is in your world and that's in your family that's in your in your in your neighborhood and in your on your job people you don't know people that you see that are struggling and having challenges when you're watching these reels and on social media and on news begin to speak life into them go into the hospital room send the word of god to icu critical care into picu send the word of god into nicu send the word of god into nursing homes and, and to infirmaries send the word of god into our <clears throat> our, our jail houses and pure prisons walls and send the word of God and decree and declare victory and healing and wholeness in the lives of people's lives begin to be prophetic remember on last week I began to talk about us being a people of prophet prophet prophetic people and the Lord has had me to bank here in Psalm 23 and I'm going to begin to break that down for you. I've been doing some teachings over the last two or three weeks uh, in our ministry on Psalm 23 and how prophetic it is. You know, a lot of times we often read this scripture or this chapter as we're proceeding into a funeral. I've done many, many funerals in my, my ministry career and I've officiated them. I've 
eulogized them. I've been ministers on the on the program, and we all proceeded. And the majority of the time, we read Psalm 23, which is a profound and is a powerful for for a song that the King David has sung unto the Lord. But I believe it's even more powerful when we get to understand what this this scripture, what this chapter is talking about, and how it can be relevant in our lives today. Once we come into the full knowledge and understanding of what the word of God is having for us. Uh, you got to understand the history. Let's get, you know, I'm, I'm good on history. I love history. You know, I constantly invest into my ministry, invest into my spiritual walk with the Lord in buying and also studying on historical facts of the Bible. I just don't want to pick up the Bible and just read the Bible. I want to understand the origin of the Bible. I want to understand, you know, the, the theologians and, and the, 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 the godly, holy men of God, you know, who, who wrote the scripture over 1400 years and how it was compiled together and what it means for us. We understand that it's an old and new Testament. We understand that it is a Testament and will of God. Yah, he has for his people's a love story of how the Lord loves us so deeply and that he wants us to have an abundant life. And he gives us instructions. He gives us practicums. He gives us uh, outlines and precept upon precept line upon line of his word on how we are to live successfully and he also give us an origin history that's what i love about the old testament a lot of us we zone into the new testament saying that we're in the new testament dispensation we're in the dispensation of grace and we understand that and a lot of people teach that we only supposed to read and study from the new testament i beg to differ the word of god it is a lamp and our compass and our guide the new testament is the old testament concealed the old test the, the i mean i'm sorry the old testament is the new testament concealed the new testament is the old testament revealed so they work hand in hand saints of god and so we can't forget that so with that being said psalm 23 which is what king david he was reflecting and reminiscing on how good y'all was you know he was reminded that he had you know been into the battle with a lion and a bear how how god had brought him out he was reflecting on how god had put him out into the ship into the field and trained him and and, and brought him up on how to be a shepherd and he was just reminded all the time that god had delivered him out of the hands of so many kings you know king saul and all the other kings you know that had, was after him and he has he was reminded of how the lord had just kept him through danger seen and unseen and how good he was and, and so with that he wrote the song you know in 23 and he said the lord is my shepherd i shall not want in other words this is a correlation with in a correspondence to john chapter 10 john the revelator which we understand that that was a book of revelation of who jesus christ was and if you understand anything about the four synoptic gospels we understand that they have been given the four viewpoints of who christ is from each author and the book of john it reveals jesus christ as god in the beginning was god in the beginning was the word <laughs> and the word was with God and the word is God. Okay. And so with that being said, we understand that, you know, when we was talking about uh, uh, David talking about the Lord is his shepherd and then we, he, uh, John talks about him as the good shepherd over in uh, chapter 11 
uh, in chapter 10, I'm sorry, forgive me, verse 11, I'm getting excited and way ahead of myself and, and getting mumble jumble this morning in my, in my reading and my studies. But listen, nevertheless, he's talking about him, the shepherd. Now, you ought to understand what a shepherd is. A shepherd is a keeper, is a guide, is a guarder, is a protector, is a presi- pro- provider and a preserver. Everything that we need, in other words, this is what we get the word El, El Shaddai. He's our own multi-breasted God. He is our own multi-faceted God. And also the word El Roha. That means he is our shepherd. Everything that we need, he's that. He's our protector. And listen, he's also our corrector. Oftentimes, thanks to God, in this uh, walk, in this believer walk, we want all the benefits that goes along with Christianity and goes along with confessing Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. With the exception of being corrected but if we're going to declare and decree that the lord is our shepherd we got to understand that that's a part of the process as well because we got to realize saints of god we don't know it all we don't have it all even paul said it profoundly that i have not attained in other words he had not arrived although he was considered to be a chief apostle he had he had realized that he didn't know it all likewise i don't care how much studies we do i don't care how much you know uh teaching we do do how much uh investment we do and which is great i won't tell anybody not to because i'm a big person on education i'm a huge proponent on studying and understanding just told you i love historical facts you know i love understanding history and and the origin of things i want to know how things came about and where they're supposed to lead us to because i'm a firm believer that all things saints of god work together for the good of us that love him and so with that being said we understand that the shepherd he david was talking about listen the Lord is my great shepherd. He is Jehovah Roha. He is my everything. In him, I live and move and have my being. And then he said, I shall not want. And another interpretation says that in Christ, there is no lack. You got to hear me. Through Christ, I can do all things. He's not saying that, that God is his shepherd and that he's going to get anything and everything he wants. But what he is saying is in God, in Christ, there is no lack and everything that I need, he will provide for me. You know, it takes great maturity, saints of God, for us to get to that level where we say, Lord, I do away with what my wants are and say, I want you to bless me with my knees. This is what the model prayer in Matthew 6 looks like when he begins to pray. And Jesus gave the disciples a model on how to pray. He says, in this manner, you should pray our father who art in heaven. And then he goes on to say that. Uh, when we're talking about our father, that's talk again, he, that's a relational, having a relationship and, and acknowledging him as our heavenly father. Likewise, David was talking about here. Listen, he was saying this. He said, um, he's my shepherd and I should not walk for anything. So we got to understand that it's in him that God gives us everything that we need. So when we start, when he's, and then he goes on to say in the model prayer, not my will, but your, he said, your kingdom come, your will be done. In other words, I begin to relinquish my will. I relinquish my wants and I'm also embracing the will of God for my life. And I'm embracing the need according to God's standards in my life. My God and my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Again, it goes back to doing everything in Christ Jesus. So listen, say to God, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to talk I'm gonna, over these next few weeks. I'm going to be talking and breaking down Psalm 23 as I'm doing my full teachings within our ministry. I feel like, you know, it's only, you know, 
a blessing to be able to share with you over the airways now. Shepherd Jehovah Ra'ai, he's your everything. He's everything. In other words, we have to get to where we have a relationship with God and not a religion. You know, oftentimes we go to church. We up in church. We in ministries. We're standing behind a pulpit. We're there faithfully every week, but we don't have a relationship with God. The relationship, you got to understand, for David to write this song, uh, that means he spent quality time along with y'all, and it went way beyond Sunday services, thanks to God. Uh-oh, I just pissed a couple of pastors off. Listen, it goes way beyond Sunday services and it goes into everyday 24-7 thing. The Bible tells us to be able to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our spiritual worship. In other words, having a yada moment with God where we're worshiping God all throughout the day, making him first and making creating time for him each and every day of our life not just make it look making it appear that god is an atm machine when we have prayer all we're doing is asking him for stuff but let's do away with the asking and begin to bless him let's give him something that he desires he inhabiting the praise of his people he looking for a people that's going to praise him and that's going to lift up his name because he have it right there in the presence of the lord right there would you want the presence of the lord begin to worship him begin to live a lifestyle that that's pleasing to him. Begin to tell him how good he is. Begin to worship him and say, Lord, I worship you. If I don't get the things that I'm believing you for, you're still God in my of my life. And watch God move. Watch God come in and sup with you. That's what David was talking about in Psalm, the verse one, Psalm 23, I mean, Psalm 23, verses 1, the Lord is my shepherd. Your Lord is Jehovah Roha. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. In other words, he's our very present help in a time of trouble. In other words, he's our keeper. He's our God. He's our heavenly father. He's our guard. He's our protector. He's our provider. He's our everything. He's like what he said over in Exodus. He is the great I am. He's everything summed up into being a shepherd. You understand about a shepherd? A shepherd leads and guides and they protect and they also correct. I'm, I'm saying it hard in the correction part because I do believe that saints of God, we want to do things our way. The Bible says a man seems right, everything seems right into the viewpoint of a man's eyes, but the end leads to destruction. But those who are humble, those who are submitted unto the word of God, understand that God will correct us. He leads us into right paths, path, down the right path when we're willing to be corrected. That's what Jehovah. Roha looks like. And then in him, as we have submitted unto him, as we uh, lay down our lives for him, and when we begin to follow him, then guess what? There's no lack in our life. Then you can begin to decree and declare. And I want you to start doing that today. You decree and declare there's no lack in your life because the Lord God is your shepherd. He is Jehovah Roha. He is the Lord that keeps you and leads you and guides you and that's going to protect you and sustain you. Amen. So God bless you. I pray for you today. I pray a supernatural blessing over you today. And I decree and declare Psalm 23 to be your portion that you will declare that he is your shepherd and that you are lack is not a part of your life in Jesus name. Anything and everything that you need, you can find in God. Father, I pray right now for more wisdom, revelation and knowledge of who you are to your sons and daughters in Jesus. Jesus name I pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints of God. Until next week, you know what how we do it. Wage this good war, saints of God, because you are a winner. God bless you. Shalom.